Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's joint presentation between RBCS and BI. I am president, I'm Rex Black, president of RBCS, a worldwide testing and quality assurance firm serving clients ranging from small startups to Fortune 20 global enterprises. Since 1994, RBCS has delivered insight and confidence to hundreds of clients around the world. We have a team of international consultants that deliver customized training, consulting, and expert services to companies that are looking to improve their test and quality assurance practices. In this session, I am happy to welcome Gary Ruida Sandoval. With a quarter century of experience in software testing and development, Gary Ruida Sandoval has been the first ISDQB instructor in Latin America since 2007. He has a diploma in computer science from the University of Applied Sciences in Berlin, Germany. He has trained about 5,000 professionals in ISDQB courses in Latin America. He's a co-founder of the Hispanic American Software Testing Qualifications Board, HASTQB. He's worked in the fields of software for the energy industry for Versata, which is solutions used in NASA and large industries, and test manager for various testing projects. He's a creator of test tools for intelligent generation of test cases and test data. And I'm happy to say that uh, Gary and I partner to deliver TMMI uh, assessments to clients uh, throughout the uh, Americas. And so, Based on that, uh, we're going to, in this presentation, discuss how TMMI can improve your testing and accelerate your business performance, since testing is a key contributor to higher profits, customer satisfaction, personnel motivation, and a bigger market share more. So Gary, take it away, and I'll ask you some questions as we go. Okay, hi Rex, and hello beautiful people from around the world. Thanks for the invitation to this webinar on how TMMI can move your testing forward, measure, compare, accelerate. We will show you here uh, that TMMI will not only improve your testing, it will also accelerate your business performance since testing is a key contributor to higher profits, customer satisfaction, personal motivation, bigger market and um, others. This short presentation is added in parts. To have a context, in the first part, we uh, have a presentation that we will, where we would like to show you some data and trends on the state of software price, software development methods, software testing, and TMMI trends data. Then in the middle of the presentation, we will show you uh, the major problems that TMMI solves. We will show you very simple how we use TMMI to evaluate and improve our clients. Then we will show you the competitive advantage and impact of TMMI, not only in testing, but also in business. And in the final part, we will uh, talk about some predictions uh, on TMMI and uh, okay, let's start. All right, looking forward to it. Okay, let's create some context based on data. I love numbers, I love data. <laughs> um, let's talk about the pain. Um, here we can see that the Standish Group Chaos Report of 2015 states that around 70% of software projects were unsuccessful from 2011 to 2015. Mm. 
And the most recent Standish Group Chaos study of 2018 shows that agile projects are statistically twice more likely to succeed and three times less likely to fail than waterfall projects. And uh, in 2013, Scott Ambler did a survey on, based on, uh, although he used few data, but he found in 100 companies that the, a comparison between the distribution of success between uh, waterfall projects, ad hoc projects, iterative projects, agile projects, and lean projects, as you can see here, the right uh, corner down, you can see the uh, waterfall and ad hoc projects were very unsuccess unsuccessful with 18% fail and 32% challenged by waterfall and by ad hoc projects, 15% fail and 35% uh, challenged and more a little bit more successful or I, I mean more successful were iterative projects and agile projects by iterative projects they had a seven percent fail and 28 percent challenge and by agile projects six percent fail and 30 percent challenge and the most successful methodologies uh, were lean, lean methodologies where 72% were successful and 7% fail and 21% fail. So Gary, do you know that if by iterative project is what Ambler was talking about, uh, basically RUP, Rational Unified Process? Uh, no, I'm not sure. No, that's yeah, uh, what I would guess, but that's because that's that would be probably the only major Oh, yeah. life cycle in 2013. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that could be possible. And also he measures a different success uh, than, than the Standish group. Yeah. He, yeah. he has statistics that where success is more uh, depending on what the customers wanted and not always the customer wanted that a project should be with all the, the features there. It was more... Uh, uh, a successful approach if the, the time delivery was successful and not the the the, the features uh, okay yeah that okay. it's kind of similar to capers jones's definition right of a of successful versus unsuccessful which is uh the un, the successful is it completed on time right uh unsuccessful is it was either canceled or it was late or over budget or both by i think it's 25 percent or more or 20 percent or more so yeah. he's the same. Yeah. Jones is doing the same kind of thing. I'm just saying. Well, I'm not. I'm not so much worried about how the customer felt at the end of it. I'm just worried about the the hard facts of, you know, did the project actually deliver? And if so, did it deliver more or less on time? Uh, uh, if if neither of those things are true, then it's a failure. Yeah. And now I think I, I read the Standish Group is fixing that so that they not just measure on uh, these three metrics uh, on budget, on time, and on on features. Mm -hmm. uh, they will then 
measure also profitability and, and mm. you know uh, and uh, market share and, and those things and, and right. combination and have more statistics so so yeah. more accurate information mm -hmm. so continuing to this data uh, uh, current data we have we have here a comparison with um, or agile testing and traditional testing is interesting. Um, David Rico from a presentation for 2009 says that agile projects succeed three times more and fail three times less. And the inclusion, the inclusion which is here important, is uh, that agile testing versus traditional testing has an uh, 18 to one versus a seven to one return investment, which mm. means that the inclusion of Agile has uh, 10 times more return on investment. That's, that's pretty impressive, yeah. Yeah, it's impressive, yeah. Um, so, and test regarding, and test acceleration is achieved by more automation through through all the development and, and testing and deployment. There here is DevOps. David Rico also did a presentation DevOps uh, uh, where he describes the, that test acceleration can be achieved by DevOps and examples in the industries are like here, Google uh, does 100, 50 million tests per day and being 20,000 um, tests per per commit, okay? Or per delivery, mm. or, okay? And, okay, good. Uh, also, as an example, um, Tesla, have, I have seen that they have a lot of deliveries per day, 130 deliveries. Amazon has around thousands of deliveries per day features okay good let's move then on on tmmi what is the state of tmmi regarding data according to a study done by experts of the uk until 2010 in a survey of 100 companies uh, 70 percent of the companies were at tmmi level one they were working in a chaotic <laughs> and hero-based way, uh, way, and but they started to to create to build some processes, and around thirty percent were at TMMI level two, and there where they started to have established process-based uh, process, and they were moving to implementing those processes at a wide level, organization-wide level. And as you can compare this, this uh, data to uh, the Standish Group report of 2015, they stated that 70% of the projects were unsuccessful from 2011 to 2015. <laughs> Maybe a, co a coincidence, it could be. <laughs> I well, can assure that, probably. Well, well, that, there are not enough studies about that. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because uh, if you read Capers Jones's book, I think it's Economics of Software uh, Costs, 
one of the things, yeah. one of the chapters in there discusses uh, uh, major causes of project failure. And one of the four top causes of project failure is bad or inadequate software testing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm, I agree. Okay. Good. And regarding uh, the current state of TMMI in this uh, uh, until 2019, based on information provided by Eric van Finendal from 2013 to 2019, there has been a growth of 1,000 people that are TMMI professional certified in different countries and 200 companies in TMMI test maturity model with uh, a significant growth in 2019. Mm -hmm. so there are more companies certifying to level three than the, the years before. Yeah, and level three, can, yeah. sorry, let me, let me just jump in there. Level three, I would think is, is really, ought to be kind of the minimum target in my mind because you know, you, you're only going to start to really get the, the, the good high value benefits at, at level three because you're starting to be uh, strategic and coordinated across multiple projects, right? Whereas level two is just, it's project by project, uh, not uh, institutionalized across all the projects. So hopefully what we see over time is that more people moving to level three, not just saying, well, level two might be good enough. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, it will be that because also the teams are bigger, and uh, so, yeah. and as you say, they need an organization and to provide more more formality. Yeah. Okay. But and as you can see, um, in both diagrams, there is a correlation at the moment between the countries. You see, China has where it means where people get certified or start with some uh, uh, formation in TMMI, the companies get certified. You should see China 24% and they have 70% companies certified. Uh, also correlates with UK, 20% of certified people in TMMI and they have 24% companies. Uh, and the Spain also here 9% is a little bit less here but the people who are certified the countries, there are companies that also are certified. There's a, also a correlation. Good. And regarding the current state of distribution based on industries, you can see that financial services and IT services are the largest sectors that are certified by TMMI. Uh, because their needs for robust and cost-effective testing is the most important, um, especially by financial services. That's, uh, that's an interesting chart, Gary. I would have thought um, that uh, pharmaceutical would have been uh, a major one in there. Um, maybe oh, yeah. some of that is the IT might be IT groups within pharmaceuticals because I did an informal oh. informal assessment for an IT group that supports mm. a major uh, pharmaceutical company. So yeah, maybe it gets this, counted as IT rather than as pharmaceutical. Yeah, uh, it is not related to where they work uh, in IT, and probably is you are right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. So 
it's not perfect the, the pie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a yeah, beautiful yeah. pie. Maybe it's not a tasty a pie. pie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a vanilla pie. <clears throat> so, and major problems. What are the major problems here? Uh, one major problem is, uh, as you said, uh, regarding the, the unsuccessful projects, whatever the measure of of a success is 50%, around 50% of projects are still failing, independently how you define that success. So improvement in developed software development process has been run uh, to achieve product quality, but it's not enough. So mm -hmm. the improvement of testing has become a key and complementary activity that directly influences uh, uh, the not only the quality of the product, product, but also the entire software development, and uh, in case of other industries, manufacturing process. Many testing proven models have been used in the market, which still have the following weaknesses: uh, they are not business oriented, they are not adaptable, they're they do not cover all testing levels. They do not uh, comply with international test standards. Uh, I mean with uh, a broad um, quantity of testing standards. They are not independent and they uh, are very far from, from CMMI. So, and which major problems are solved at TMMI? Uh, the problems that I have mentioned. Uh, in our opinion, TMMI is the best choice today since TMMI is a model that addresses more, uh, more each of those problems is business oriented. So you can specify, uh, there are practices where you can specify uh, goals, business goals, so quality goals at a high level, and you can then um, track those goals to all the activities through the testing activities that could be low level. So there is a, a connection between business and uh, IT uh, or testing, which in other models is not so good um, uh, connected. And then independent, so is the model is supported by a nonprofit organization that's supported by many professionals around the world. It it uh, it uh, also addresses all testing levels. There is there are practices from component testing to acceptance testing, and is it adaptable to any development process? Um, it is. Uh, it shows you how or what to what you could use, but not how. So it is. You can be very flexible. The important thing is that you uh, diminish the the defect from the beginning, uh, and and you uh, detect defects or prevent defects so that you gain more more. Uh, profit when you detect the defects early. And you can adapt this to agile, to waterfall, to 
iterative models. The importance that you do the practice. <clears throat> and this is near to TMI. Is uh, the structure is uh, very uh, this is in its stages is very uh, is very common to use. It's easy for companies that work a lot in, with TMMI. It's easier to implement, and uh, also supports international testing standards. Uh, makes a lot of uh, references to ISTQB and other standards as I. Triple E and now the new ISOs for ISO 29,119. Okay, and those problems are solved by TMMI. And how does it work? Here's a simple example, a simple explanation. I will show you how it worked well by one of our clients and how it could work in your organization. We helped a client in Mexico improve its testing processes uh, within eight months and three in three main steps. After there, after there is a client request, uh, we have, or we go, we follow three main steps, uh, information evaluation, then a health check, and then a formal evaluation. Uh, let's go through each main step and explain what happens in each of them. In general, we have uh, three sub-steps in each main step, which are uh, very similar, the sub-steps. The first sub-steps is data and document research, interview analysis and alignment, report, preparation, and delivery. So let's go through in detail. Uh, in data in, in documentation research, we request our client expected specific artifacts uh, proposed by TMMI of their current projects, which should be evaluated. And then we research them and start checking them on if the goals of the testing processes areas have been achieved by evaluating practice and sub-practice on the following. Is the practice or the adequate alternative defined? Is the practice or the adequate alternative implemented? Is the practice uh, spread across the whole organization, or is there, a, is there an alternative way to do that? Is the practice understood by all the, the organization? Are all the expected results of the practice complete? And at the end, we check the evidences of all mentioned points. Then, we have taken or we take note of every evaluated artifact against the TMMI model to be confirmed again or need further evidence in the next sub-step, which is interview analysis and alignment, which usually it is done on-site. Then if that's the case, then the 
we schedule the interview and analysis on site with the participants, responsible participants of each uh, area or could give good information about their projects and could confirm. And during this second sub-step, we checked and confirmed again more, again, more thoroughly if the goals of a testing process area of a testing processes have been achieved by evaluating every practice and sub-practice again on the definition, implementation, institutionalization, clarity, completeness, and evidences. And then we rate, we rate these practices um, as fully achieved, large achieved, partially achieved, or not achieved. And a goal is then evaluated or rated based on the consolidation of those practice and sub-practice evaluation. And every testing process area is evaluated based on the weakest goal achieved. And then the maturity level is evaluated on the weakest testing process area or of all lower maturity levels. Okay. And then in the last, once we have rated those uh, uh, points of practice, practice goals and test process areas and maturity levels, the, and the last step, sub-step, we do a report in preparation and delivery for the client, we develop, we collect all the information and create a report. If everything is okay, as you can see here, uh, you can go or rec you can go and recommend the customer or the client to be evaluated formally. For each sub step is is uh, is uh, repeated but we now with an accredited, at least with an accredited assessor and an lead assessor, and is again evaluated on at the practice goal, test process area and maturity level. If there are some findings that need to be fixed here, then the client must fix them with uh, okay, so uh, I mean, I go back here. If in the first main step there was uh, there were findings that need to be fixed, then the client should go through a second main step health check, where also all the sub steps are repeated again in general. And if if this time is everything okay then the, client, the customer, the client can go to a formal evaluation. If not, it should be go back again and do a second health check. If the formal evaluation is then successful, then the company could be certified or can be certified with an achieved uh, maturity level. If not, then uh, it should, it can, run many formal evaluations until all the findings, which could be goals that are partially achieved or not achieved, are fixed.
Hey, Gary, if you don't mind, I'll jump in here for a second. Um, okay. With, with the client we did in Mexico, we pretty much followed exactly this flow of we had an informal assessment and then we had a health check and then a formal evaluation. Um, uh, right. And achieved level three. Now, um, the, it's true that there is that possible loop out of the formal evaluation back to do that again, but that, that of course, is one of the things that we very much wanted to avoid with our client in Mexico oh, uh, because right. it's very expensive um, when that happens. So uh, the informal evaluations are broad, and, but they are also more uh, uh, efficient because you do not have the same uh, requirement to have two accredited assessors involved. Um, and then the health checks can are, are similarly efficient, and health checks are focused just on the gaps that were identified in the informal evaluation. And you just want to have confidence that when you get into that formal evaluation, everything's going to work because you don't yeah. want, you don't want gaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you're right. And and uh, in, in the last part, I recommend also that if you feel conf confident. Uh, really confident you could then go directly but this is a risk you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah a very high risk uh, yeah is, uh, yeah so if every now and then i hear people think well we, we're pretty sure that we're solid so we're just going to come straight in and do the formal evaluation i'm like yeah well <laughs> that's a pretty big gamble okay right and uh to finish here uh the, this company in Mexico has uh, is considered now uh, is, is better is uh, can retain more uh, higher range uh, projects uh, because of their certification and also they are more competitive in the market. They are seen as one of the best companies because of the certification. Okay, mm -hmm. good. Um, Let's talk about now uh, of the on the competitive of features of, of TMMI uh, of the model, the advantage. Here we would like to show you the competitive advantage. TMMI is a testing model framework that includes testing maturity levels. What you can see here, there are five levels and uh, testing goals in each process area within an each level, goals, practices, sub-practices, uh, concepts and principles that helps organizations systematically uh, measure at what level of testing maturity an organization is performing. Then the measurement results are used to compare on which areas should be improved. And then the framework suggests a roadmap. A roadmap, you can see here the, the row um, that goes from the lowest level on defect prevention practices to the highest level once prevention, which are differentiated by these uh, five levels. Uh, and you can achieve this. There are statistics on projects provided by Clive Bates and Klaus Olsen that it is true that you achieve by higher defect prevention at the highest level. And the benefit is you get increasing benefits as higher profitability 
higher customer satisfaction, higher quality, higher defect detection, and higher team motivation. You know, if you have a motivated team, probably they, or most probably they will uh, make the customers or clients happy. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, there, this roadmap um, of TMMI recommends a set of practices of what needs to be done and when. It doesn't prescribe how it must be done. So if you don't know how to do some practices, TMMI recommends ISTQB as a good source. In terms of testing management, you could also combine by using agile, lean, iterative uh, methodologies. You could also use, if you like, waterfall. A key advantage of TMMI for the future is that it allows higher flexibility. It doesn't prescribe a fixed process so that you can adapt uh, the framework very easily to any process, as mentioned, which allows you the possibility to change more easily and more creative not, and not be too repetitive. Of course, repetition is important to accelerate uh, as Lean prescribes or proposes, but too much repetition could make them less creative and make them think less and unable to change, which also could cause disacceleration instead of acceleration. So, what about the predictions? Um, we can predict based on the current data and experiences, there will be a significant growth trend in 2020, but now we have more current data by this uh, virus crisis in the world. <laughs> uh, I think could, this could not be true anymore. <laughs> um, well, it, so. it, de it depends, Gary. I mean, one of the things that uh, uh, we can certainly do if, if uh, anybody was thinking, well, I was going to have a TMMI assessment, but you know, now it's all on hold. Um, Certainly, the assessments can be done remotely. So, uh, if your yes. organization's in a situation where they're saying, you know, um, this work from home stuff uh, actually kind of frees up some time to think about process improvements that we've been wanting to make for a while, which is what I'm hearing from some clients that this might be a good time to say, hey, let's just go ahead and start working on our TMMI maturity and, and get that squared away while we're. Uh, doing this work from home and not being, uh, you know, distracted by so many so many meetings in the office. <laughs> yeah, I think you are right. Uh, I think I was wrong with with his uh, perception, my perception, because you know now, for example, my daughter is working more with software, so they are she's doing uh, her homework, all the her homework with with uh, with the internet, with classroom, yeah. with classroom. He's doing every task more digital so yeah. the, soft, the 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 growth on software will be more because of this you're right yeah yeah in okay. fact I'm, I had a client today tell me um, that we're talking about well you know is this going to stop your your effort they would have a major process improvement effort uh, underway and he said well it's probably a little bit of a pause but Given, given the space that we're in, it directly intersects all of the 
sort of uh, equipment and software and systems and such that's necessary to support work from home, uh, we actually expect a lot more business. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's that's what you said, and yeah. I agree. So, uh, in the next years, uh, TMMI and more agile DevOps implementations will be okay as more companies are uh, jumping into agile and DevOps projects. So there are more requests also on TMMI in the world, in Europe, in Latin America, and USA. So only companies that really implement improvement in quality by such a model like TMMI will not only improve your testing, it will also accelerate your business performance in any industry. So if we, or I recommend the way to go for business acceleration is agile, plus DevOps. DevOps is an implementation of the Lean with automation and TMMI for software quality as is the only model that covers more in testing practices. So, good. Um, wh what could be their next steps uh, or here? There are many possibilities and we talked in that workflow um, if you don't know so much uh, uh, TMMI if you just want to do a small start you could start with with a survey with a survey about your organization business unit or testing process but if you want to go deeper with a detailed evaluation in order to know how you're performing and you want to improve your testing process then just uh, take an informal evaluation. And if you additionally want to get certified and get a higher maturity level, then you should take an informal plus a formal evaluation. And in case your company has a lot of experience, it's really, 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 <laughs> carefully there, is really confident about its TMMI implementation, they should just take a formal evaluation. But Probably you don't recommend that, Rex, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, one time when I was a uh, young kid, I was up at a, at a lake where there was a bridge that went over a, a narrowish part of the lake. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to jump off the bridge into the lake, but I waited to make sure that I saw somebody else jump off the bridge into that part of the lake first. And then I made sure that I knew exactly where they jumped from. Uh, because there were rocks in that lake, and I wouldn't have wanted to land on one of those rocks. So <laughs> I sort of think that if you go straight into a formal evaluation, it's like jumping off a bridge into a lake where you can't really see if there are rocks underneath. It might be fine, but it might not. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So we, we, have, we are finished now. We have a question. We, we do actually oh, have a question that yes. I think is an interesting one, and um, it gets to we something. We have somebody that, in? We, we have some people yeah, in? Yeah, we had a number of people, a number of attendees. Um, only one of them right. was brave enough to ask a question, but uh, <laughs> um, it's a question from, from Peter. He says, why do you think the adoption of TMMI is so slow in the United States? And I guess um, this has to do with a project that we've been working on, Gary, that uh, we can talk about now, finally, that uh, we have... Um, uh, together with a number of other folks, launched the uh, TMMI uh, Americas chapter, 
North America's chapter. Um, and uh, so uh, watch for more publicity with respect to TMMI in the United States and really throughout the Americas over the next uh, few months as this gets off the ground. Um, of course, you know, yeah. as you said, Gary, the coronavirus thing does have uh, interesting wrinkles here, but you never know. Maybe this will be the, the time when organizations say, since we're, we're unable to do things that require a lot of face-to-face -face activities, we're going to focus on things that can be done remotely, and one of those would be a TMMI assessment. And also, we close robotics more, more faster than before for buying food and, and cleaning, and so that is an issue here, or I yeah. don't know, every, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah true yeah. enough. And, okay. And, okay, good. Another uh, no, that was it. Was, I said we only have one person brave enough to answer, ask a question, but okay. it's always, always I think, good. So. I, think, I think we just need to do more marketing. <laughs> yeah. That's what we'll do. That is, yeah. <laughs> yep. Good. Okay, great. Well, thanks very much, Gary. I'll go ahead and uh, okay. take, take us out thank here. You. Okay, thank you, everybody there around the world. And I, I recommend keep safe, and uh, we see you next time. Yep, yep, great. Okay, I, I, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Gary. Uh, I hope all of you enjoyed this free webinar from RBCS. Uh, we do these free webinars as a service to the software testing community because at RBCS, we are a not just for profit company. If you enjoy our free webinars and feel that they demonstrate solid insights into the kinds of testing challenges you face, please make RBCS your preferred software testing vendor for any and all expert services, consulting, or training. Uh, we're happy to provide a quote for any such help you might need. You can contact us, info at rbcs-us.com, as you see below. So that's the end of the webinar. Thank, thanks again, Gary, and uh, thanks all of you for attending. And I look forward Thank to you. seeing you soon. Thank you, Rex. Have a nice time. Bye-bye. All, right. all right. Goodbye.